Uh, hey everyone, welcome to Emotional Duct Tape. I'm Corey. I'm Jamie. Jamie, it's so nice to see you. It's nice to see you too. We're, Corey. we're both we're both freshly showered separately, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do I even say that? I don't even know. Um, it's the truth. Though. It was just kind of random that, like, you know, because it. We'll just note that it is the middle of the day here, and uh, you know, Corey and I just uh, waited too late to take showers, um, but. I just got home from vacation and got off a plane and could not wait to shower in my own shower again. That is such a luxury um, of having your own shower because hotel or guests or wherever you stay, their shampoo and conditioners don't cut it for you unless you bring your own. So it's true. It's true. Uh, how was vacation? Vacation was amazing. My heart is so full. Um, you know, this was the first time I brought Eric home to meet my home, you know, like my childhood friends, see my hometown where I grew up, a lot of memories of my mom there uh, that like I had forgotten about, like good memories that I was able to kind of, you know, share these stories, show him places and uh, he fit right in. So it was, it was a special trip. Yeah. That's great though. It's kind of cathartic, you know, and I'm oh, sure totally. with, with, with the grief process, the ever, the everlasting grief process of, of losing a parent. I mean, you know, and being more aware of your grief through this podcast, hopefully too, you know, and being able to touch on that part of it. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's important. I love it. Yeah. It's been good over here. Just a lot of, a lot of rain, but also like a lot of sun. I don't know. It's like, it's unusually warm weather for, for October. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. It's almost my birthday, Corey. Did you know that? I know it's almost your birthday. <laughs> I have it on my calendar. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, um, I, I'd be a terrible podcast host if I forgot, wouldn't I? Be a co-host, I mean, I'd be a terrible, terrible friend. But no, not necessarily, you know. When, when, like, when you're not on Facebook, I feel like I, I try to give people a pass if they forget my birthday because, you know. Nope, I have it. I have it written down because uh, that's what I do. Otherwise, I forget. Um. But anyways, yeah, so today's kind of a fun episode because uh, TikTok, of course, brought us together. And actually, I think about a year ago, we were like starting the podcast. Like, I think at this point we have the name, but we were trying to find guests and start building that process. So it's kind of cool to be here a year later and have 30 some episodes under our belt. But the beauty of the of the of the world we live in and opening ourselves up to to experiencing talking about grief. We meet people. We meet. We see people, and we ask them to be on the podcast. And if we're lucky, they say yes. Yeah, exactly. That is the well put. <laughs> yes, and um, but that's a beautiful thing. And so I don't want to take away your thunder because you found this guest, and I, I don't want to like trample the introduction. So I'm going to let you take it from now on. Yes. So I, you know, was on TikTok doing my my scrolling TikTok thing. And I think because uh, of the nature of what we do and some of our guests and, and just kind of the content that we, that, you know, my For You page is now populating, um, I, I'm seeing more accounts talking about grief, which obviously, yay, uh, super exciting. And I came across um, this company called Eterneva, which I'll, I'll let our guest, um, explain what they do um but essentially it's the most innovative uh 
way of honoring our lost loved ones that I've, I've seen in a long time and um, just super, super special. And so I was like, wow, this really speaks to me. Uh, I'm gonna reach out. And so I would like to introduce Adele Archer, CEO of Edernipa. Hi, so glad to be here. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. It is, um, you do something so cool and so unique and I'm, I'm just gonna let you talk about it for a second. I'm not even gonna try to steal it from you. Um, well, yeah, again, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, so, you know, our, our, my company, Eternova, it's, it's really, really special. Um, what we do is we celebrate remarkable people and pets um, when they pass away by making real diamonds from the carbon in their ashes. But I would say what's really special um, more about, I, I, there's just a lot more to Eternova than, um, you know, just making a diamond. It's really about the experience that we design for families around the diamond creation process and really involving them in that process. Because something we've kind of learned, you know, and in, in sitting with a lot of grief um, is that a lot of the time, like, you know, in the wake of losing somebody, everybody kind of goes back to what they're doing and there's this void, you know, and you don't really get to talk about your person. You don't get to celebrate them on an ongoing basis and it can just be really lonely. And so what's really special kind of about this process is every single month we're sending updates. So it's pictures and videos and updates and, um, you know, really, really allowing people to have something positive to look forward to, to share with their friends and family. Um, you know, we're now doing some in-person experiences so like actually letting them participate and starting the diamond machine and like you know so how really that kind of ritual that participation that's what we're finding is bringing a lot of brightness and healing and meaning so when the diamond comes home it just is this very special kind of crescendo it's about seven to nine months later, um, you know, and, and you really got to witness a transformation. So it's just as much about the experience as it is the diamond that you get at the end. And, and that's, I think, what drew me to, to your content on TikTok is that um, I am not a sciencey person. A lot of it goes way over my head. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, having cremated, like having, you know, I have my mother cremated. Mm -hmm. And so the thoughts and and feelings on 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 how it goes and the imagery that was in my head like you guys have transformed the imagery into something positive mm. versus kind of the stories and stuff that I made up in my head about how it went and like it's just it's a it's a it it's a tough thing um it's not something that that I've ever actually even spoken about to anybody but the experience of receiving the ashes the you know just talking to the crematory and um and then just having these ashes and you know in my case my, my mother came in a in a tin and then like I I opened it once just to think about like okay well what am I gonna do <laughs> with yeah. these you yeah. know um and it's it's not what you expect I'll just put it that way you know um and so it kind of haunted me for a little while. Um, and at least in my grieving process, like I still have not, this was, she passed at this point, like five or six years ago now. And I, I still haven't 
figured out, <laughs> like I can't, I can't, I still can't deal with them, um, unfortunately. And, but I'm getting to a point where I feel like I can deal more with them um, and, and, and figure out what is going to be the best for, for her and for myself. But it's not something that, that you really, nobody prepares you for, for that. Mm -hmm. Like you are so not alone. Uh, like, I can't even tell you how many of our customers it's like, that's the biggest kind of like, that's the biggest challenge for them is like actually having to say, okay, I'm going to open the ashes for the first time and face this. Um, because I think that that's a, a little bit of, we actually had Baylor university. They have a wonderful grief program and they studied our customers in this process to really understand how it can help somebody through a grieving process. So a couple of things they found was like, when people were kind of faced with that initial upfront action that they had to take, it was really challenging, but that was a bit of them like taking a first step towards, okay, I'm gonna do something, you know? And so, um, and then the other thing that was fascinating that I, I just resonate with a lot is like when people looked at ashes, like it reminded them of the loss and it reminded them of their loved one no longer being here. And then when they saw the diamond at the end, it reminded them of their life and of their vibrance and of their, you know, and it was kind of like for people that experience that they got to go through, like they were witnessing it, it was helping them process, it was helping them celebrate, but also it gave them kind of closure at the end that they could release the rest of the ashes and that feeling of like unfinished business, like finally kind of settled. And so, like I say it to people all the time where I'm just like, a diamond is not for everybody and that's 100% okay. But just finding that thing that feels special and meaningful and like you get to take that step and get to that place of like, okay, I feel settled. You know, I think that's just what, what can be so helpful because it's so hard. It really Yeah. Is. And it's, you know, I remember the, you know, the, the man that I spoke with um, from the crematorium, like he he was really nice. I remember that. Um, and I kind of remember like, he was like, this is how they'll come. This is how, like, this is what it'll be like. And, but it still was not, it didn't, it did not prepare me, you know? And like, in my case, I had, I had to, you know, my, my aunt, my mom's twin sister, you know, wanted me to split the ashes. So, like I had to like, articulate all of this and you know and in my head everything and I'm going to be like very transparent about this all I could think about is like her dead body going into you know sorry I'm like didn't expect to get emotional but it's just like it's a crazy thing to think like okay this is like this is and this is what she wanted um I I should say that this is what she had wanted so I you know I honored that um but it was not what I wanted. It's so, it's just kind of crazy. reality, right? Like it's, yeah. it's when shit becomes real. Like. Yes. And then of course you hear like later on, um, you know, they don't always just put your person, you know, it's like, it's, it's, or your pet and it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's beautiful that, that, what you're doing <laughs> what spurred the idea for this company and for this for for what you do i mean obviously on some level you must have had some grief in your life that yeah. that maybe started the process or the thought process i'm guessing it yeah absolutely absolutely um you know so 
it was kind of crazy. This was back in like 2016. Um, I was working on a, a lab grown diamond startup. So, you know, regular diamonds and was working with these diamond scientists and engineers and was going to be launching a, a company in that space. And right around that time, um, my really close friend, and this is just like completely separate, um, my really close friend and my business mentor, Tracy Kaufman, she got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer um, in probably within two months uh, of her diagnosis, she passed. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely really, really tough. Like I think, you know, and what's weird sometimes about friends when like a friend or a business center passes, it doesn't capture the closeness of the relationship. Like I think when you say a parent or a child, like people get how close it was. Um, but yeah, I mean, Tracy was just an extraordinarily special person. She was uh, in the process of becoming an executive coach. And so I was like her guinea pig of, you know, how she was learning how to coach. So every Sunday I was at her house, like she knew everything about me. And, you know, I would say one of the biggest gifts that you can give somebody is really seeing them. And I've never felt as seen as Tracy made me feel. So she was a really special soul. Um, we met actually through um, my brother-in-law. So my brother-in-law um, is the CEO of another company and um, I was working at a startup at the time and I needed kind of some guidance on, on something related to building a, a different function in the company. And so he connected me with Tracy. She was the most helpful, the most energetic. Like, I mean, it was just getting on the phone with like a firecracker that was just like so helpful, so useful, followed up with the email with all these resources. It was just like, wow, that woman is like intense, but in a good way. Um, and then she actually uh, decided to move to Austin. Um, and so she moved to Austin to start the startup. And it was kind of interesting, like both of us were at startups that at the time, like it just was not a good culture fit. Like just, you know, both of us just felt like we were failing. And then ironically, we actually both got fired at the exact same time, which was like, you know, a huge, I would say, you know, hit to the ego for both of us because they're very high achieving, like, <laughs> and so, but in a way, like I look back and it was so sweet that we got to share that and, you know, kind of build back up from there and support each other through that. And so, yeah, she was just, she was so special. Um, she didn't have kids, she wasn't married. And so she just was really good at like making her inner circle you know, um, her friends and her mentees and her aunt, like she treated us like her family. Um, yeah, she was, she was so amazing. Um, I still have like all these Evernote files of all the like resources she sent me and, you know, just long test text threads of like, she would just send me like, you know, inspirational content through the week. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. like the time that, that it takes, you know, that's, that's how you know that somebody cares because they, they give you your time, their time. And that's uh, invaluable. And just know that like you're being thought of, you know, of just like, if, if I, I, I really, it was a hard kind of chapter of my life. I would, I struggled a lot with anxiety. And so it was like, whenever she knew I was having a hard week, I'd get like a text four days later that was like thinking of you and, you know, some, something that was like thoughtful and helpful. And I was like, wow, like somebody's out there like thinking about you and you're not together. She was and going through so her own grief as well, which is, you know, such a testament. Yeah, seriously, seriously. So 
needless to say, she was super special and all of us. So she actually, when she passed, um, she, uh, I like so many kind of fascinating, I'll, I'll, I can go back there, but, um, she basically said, um, you know, I'm going to leave my ashes to the three of you. So it was her best friend, myself and her aunt. And she said, you know, you guys just kind of go, go and figure something meaningful that you think we would all really like. And so it was just like this really personal call to action. I think for all three of us was just like, and, and also the added pressure of not having next of kin and being like, okay, it's on us to keep her legacy alive, you know, and, and do something for her so that she's not forgotten. Um, and that was a big fear that she had as she was dying is, did I make enough of a difference? Like, do I matter, you know? And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, basically we started doing all this research of like, what can you do with ashes and what are your different options? And that was just really eye-opening for me. I think more kind of on that entrepreneurial brain side is just like seeing all these like websites and they all just like felt really old and like transactional. And, you know, just, it was like, I kind of stepped back and I feel like my takeaway was that we lack meaningful ways to honor remarkable people. You know, there was a lot of kind of trinkety, like cheapy stuff and nothing that felt like like beautiful and significant and personal. So then over dinner one night with this diamond scientist I was working with, he actually told me about this. So Ashes to Diamonds was a thing back then. And I just had never heard of it and didn't come across it in my research. Um, so he was like, oh yeah, you can actually do that. You can like, isn't that crazy? So I went and I chatted with, um, there was one company here and then there was one abroad. And I spoke with both and, you know, honestly, it was just a little bit of a turnoff. I just did not, it was kind of the same thing, very transactional, didn't ask who this was for, didn't ask her relationship to me. And especially around the process, it was like, hey, how do I know her ashes are going into this diamond? Similar concern you had, like, how do you know how their ashes are getting handled? And just, it wasn't transparent. Um, and so, I don't know, it just felt a little sketchy. And I was like, I don't really feel comfortable, but if all the science around this checks out, this feels like a beautiful way to celebrate somebody and no wonder nobody's heard about it. It feels like it's getting executed on wrong. Um, and so that was really kind of the motivation was like, okay, well, I really want a diamond now. And I'm like really sold on this idea, you know? So like, I'm going to try and figure the science out. That's funny because you mentioned how she had like this, you know, the, the great fear is, you know, did I make enough impact? And that's like my biggest fear in my life. Like if I, if I ever pass away one day, when I pass away one day, it's like, did I, well, you know, because I'll probably be forgotten after a few generations anyways, because that's just how it goes. But I mean, like, can I make the impact that I want to, you know, <laughs> I mean, I have this podcast, people can find it. That's my goal is I'm like, I want, I want anybody that gets a diamond, like we're going to find, you know, ways to really keep their story alive and, you know, tie it to the diamond. Um, but I, I completely agree. I mean, going back, like it was, it was a crazy thing to watch was um, somebody, I think I, I, I feel very similar to Tracy, just very, like, she's just so ambitious and she's had such big plans for her life and all the impact she was going to have. And so to watch that, like, you know, get cut so short, you know, and you're like, I have so much more, I have so much unfinished business that it's, it's easy to tell yourself, like, I didn't do enough. I didn't make it. And, you know, that was something that like, we worked really hard to like convince her otherwise. And we actually started a Facebook page, um, called the Tracy Kaufman fan club. 
And we found people from all walks of her entire life and asked them to post a story about how Tracy had impacted them. And her aunt read her those stories every single day on her deathbed. And like, that was one of the last things she said was like, okay, I, you know, I'm going a lot sooner than I wanted to, but I accept that I've made an impact. And that was just like such a crazy thing to, uh, you know, to be a part of and to witness. Cause it was like, yeah, man, you just, you learn. And especially in the business we're in too, we hear these stories every day and it's just like life, you, you don't know. And, and you just got to make every single day count, you know? What's so interesting to me is um, I think about what Jamie and I do here and uh, we, we talk about it often on the podcast, but we, we, we confront grief weekly. I mean, we talk to people, we, we hear really, really hard stories someday. And we, we have to sit there, you know, and we not sit there, we have to, we have to engage people who are still actively mourning, you know, uh, Jamie getting emotional today is not uncommon. That's our listeners know, you know, I mean, um, you know, people, you know, can talk to their story. Some can get through it straight face, you know, but um, outside of a professional, you know, like therapist or counselor environment, um, you must share a very similar situation where um, you kind of take that burden, for lack of a better word, take that burden of grief because, it, you know, you're part of the journey now. And it seems like you're kind of like in our vein to where it's a lot you take on, but it seems like you have the capacity to take it on because of your mission. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I think about that with my team a lot um, is just making sure that we're giving them the adequate resources they need to, to just process is yeah, absolutely right. I mean, we, we hear every story and, you know, once in a while, there's a really hard one, you know, that's going to haunt you for a couple months, like without a doubt, I have multiple that I can think of and same, um, same for us. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think something, you know, that I, I always say to my team is like, we aren't therapists and like, we definitely don't want to like, you know, disguise as them and, and, or take on, you know, helping somebody kind of do the work that that is for somebody else. Um, and what we really help them kind of focus on is like, you know, whenever they first talk to our team, the first thing we're like, Hey, like, you know, you wouldn't get a diamond if your dad wasn't an absolutely remarkable person. Like, you know, you don't see diamonds for everyone in your life. It's really the most special <laughs> that you're like, I want to have them with me every single day. And, um, you know, so like, what made, what, what made your dad really awesome? Like, would love to hear about him. Like what's some, what's some classic Dave stories, you know? And so it just really gets people going on this, like, kind of like shifting their focus to what they gained by having that person in their life. Um, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that like, it, it's not about you know, oh, toxic positivity or just focus on the good or whatever. It's like, no, no, you need to do the work. And like, that's for sure for therapy. But I think what, what they're learning to do is create meaning around, like anytime they look at their diamond, we want them to think about those positive memories. We want it to like sparkle in the sun and like remind them of their beautiful smile, you know, or like that beautiful, I actually just had a friend who lost her dad. That was the example I gave Dave. And, uh, Oh, this one will be hard to get through without crying, but, um, he was, he was so amazing. Like he was all of our, uh, ski instructor. We would go like ski and, and he was like, you know, would, would teach us all. He was this incredible, incredible skier, 50 years old. Um, and he just got a really gnarly brain cancer and within two months, you know, from like being completely fine to passing. 
And so one of the things that um, before he died, Alex asked him, you know, hey, dad, like, dad, are you okay if I make diamonds for you? And he started crying and he was like, oh, I'm good enough for that. Like, and they got to have a conversation about like what color they would choose. And so they decided for Alex's that they were going to do a blue diamond um, because it would remind them of like the bluebird days that they would have on the ski hill together. And that was like their favorite memory. So he's like, anytime you look at that, I want you to think about those times we had. And it was just like, man, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. And, and what's so, I mean, it's so, it's so beautiful, but what's so crazy is that like about the, both of these stories in particular is that you were not only going through your own grief, you had to watch these people go through their grief. And that's, you know, I, it's, it's, a, it's a crazy layered thing. And I know Corey, you know, I had had that experience as well, you know, with the loss of his mother. My mother passed suddenly, so it was a little bit different. But I I can't imagine that added layer um, of of you know. But at the same time, you help them so much in that process, um, which heard both ways, you know. Yeah, right. It's really incredible. Like super great way to die, except being 96 and falling asleep in your bed. (laughs) Right, eating ice cream. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) With your dog. (laughs) I think it's so special though, because we talk about, uh, we've had conversations in the past about this, about, um, you know, sharing memories of people. and, And obviously because, you know, this is your, like, the grief process regarding this is channeled directly through you because it's, it's the next process of, of not closure for lack of a better word, but it's the next process of accepting things. But yeah, sometimes it's talking to somebody, you know, I was at a funeral a few months ago for a friend who wasn't even out of her thirties who passed away. And, um, you know, I went up to her, her widow and I said, tell me one of your favorite stories about her. And he half an hour before that he was in tears unconsolable trying to address a a crowd to lighting up the first time he made her dinner and the fun they had together you know and uh, so it's it's really important to to have those conversations to talk about those things and to acknowledge the person you know because for them the person isn't just the, the thing that's gone now that is a big part of it but there's a thousand memories that existed before that. A lot of them are very good. Oh my and gosh. I totally a- agree. Like there's nothing more special than hearing somebody light up when they get really excited to like talk about their loved one. And, you know, that's something that I'll share with people when they're like, they don't know how to support someone through grief. It's just like, just tell them one story that you remember about their person. Like that will mean the world to them. And be the thing that is, is most special. You know, you don't need to be perfect. Just, just give them a story. Like that, that's super helpful. I, even those of us that are more mature or learned, if you will, um, in the grief process, it is, it's never an easy thing, um, to face somebody you care about who's grieving, but it's, this is, I think this has been like, the best lesson I've, I've learned from, from this podcast or from our, our guests. And it's something that I would do like slightly innately, but at the same time, 
I really now go out of my way. Right. Say, Hey, tell me more about that person and like be really, really present and cognizant about it. And it makes all the difference. (laughs) Well, to that end, could I possibly ask you guys about your moms, like their names? And just like, if you were to describe, like, like paint a picture for somebody who's never met them, like, what were they like? Do you need to go first, Jamie? Or are you? Do you need no, a Corey, you go. You go first. <laughs> okay. Um, my mom was Kelly. Uh huh. Um, is Kelly? She was uh, loud. <laughs> <laughs> she was loud. Um, she had a. She. Uh, we make this joke because all the women in the family had deep, deeper voices. Um, but blonde, curly, like she dyed her hair, but curly blonde hair. Uh-huh. Uh, she would be she would find be friends with anybody on the street she would super sociable um just just a big bright light in the world um and you know she of course every parent has their flaws but she had a lot of light in her and i think i think when i think about her the most i think of just just a warm light you know that and something comforting almost like um like you didn't have to it, I say that as a kid, like, but when to know her, like, you didn't have to impress her really. She just accepted you as you are. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's really good. And she took you as you are and she just loved on you and supported you and um, as she, best she could, you know. So that's what I think of when I think of her. So Ugh, I love that. I love people who like give off like a, a full energy force, you know, you're just like, you feel them when they walk in a room, it brightens the room. <laughs> Yes, I'm more aware of it now too because it's funny. Uh, not that I'm bragging myself by any means, but um, when I see people in, in my life who knew her and they talk to me as an adult now, you know, I was 17 when she died, and they're like, "You have your mom's light," and I'm like, "Thank Aww. you, like, thank you." I that. Oh my and god! Even special. more so, my my son, who's four, never met his grandmother. Um, we talk about her often, but. He has her energy <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, like your grandma and you would get along just fine, buddy. You know? So. Oh, oh I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It is. Especially to see, you know, to see pieces of her and Harrison. Like that's yeah. incredible. Really special. Yeah. Love it. Well, thank you for hearing her. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I, uh, I just realized subconsciously that I'm touching my ring and this was my mother's. Um, so I wear it every day and um, I'll, share, I'll share a funny story about her jewelry. So her, her name is Julie um, and you know, it was always Julie and Jamie, like it was a, you know, a thing or like somebody would call me Julie, you know, cause it like, it, like, it, you know, we were all get fumbled with, with, the, with the J names. Um, but I, I always thought that it was really funny. She, she had the worst taste in jewelry. I, I hated every piece of jewelry she ever wore. Um, and she did not care. Uh, she would wear a men's chain. And I'm like, mom, like, what is that? Um, and so, you know, I didn't even know she had this ring. And when she passed, the, the you know, the man from the, the crematorium, is the crematory, the crematory, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know. Um, he sent me, she was wearing this and she was wearing another ring. And um, 
I just, I got it. And I just, I had to laugh because I'm like, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen. And of course this was all she had on her when she passed was this, this ugly ring, <laughs> which, which by the way, I'm, I'm like peeking because my boyfriend's outside. Um, but this will be, um, turned into, uh, will will become part of my engagement ring. Oh, um, so and, and design it. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So, oh. um, yeah, he's, he, you know, well, we've started talking about engagement and, um, I said, you know, I have a few of my mom's rings and I would like to repurpose those diamonds and, and, and use them for my ring. And so, and I'm like, please like this thing, like, I don't want to wear this anymore. <laughs> like it's <laughs> like, it's, you know, exactly, right? it's not like, one of those rings that somebody comes up to you and goes, Oh, I love your ring. Um, but yeah. that was just like, you know, that's who she was. She, she was so herself and similar to your mom, Corey, like everybody loved her. We called her the mayor because like we go places and she knew everybody and Great. everybody loved her. And she just, you know, was a very bright, beautiful person, always smiling, um, would give you the shirt off her back, like very, very kind, but oh. no frills for herself. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like I just, I loved, I loved when I, you know, got these rings in the mail and I was like, oh, really? This is, this is what you were wearing? Okay. Yeah. I love you. Like, of course you were. So Aww. thank you for asking. Really oh, appreciate that. that. <laughs> and like, it's, it's so cool to hear kind of like the common characteristics of like, you know, again, we're like remarkable people and, and it's so much exactly. of relationship and how people make you feel, you know, and just both of your moms sound like absolutely remarkable people, like amazing people I would want to have a Thanksgiving meal with. And so, oh, totally. <laughs> that would be a very fun meal, I think. Yeah. Almost maybe they're definitely. having Thanksgiving together, Corey. You know, you maybe go. this year they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have Thanksgiving together, listen to the right. podcast. Gotta <laughs> gotta brag on their kids, right? There you go. Right. Um, maybe Tracy's there too. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be a loud table. Yeah, right. <laughs> for real she so, like to dinner once and I I literally was like so embarrassed but then I was like wait a minute same thing it just like she just is so herself and does not care and I love that about her <laughs> that's amazing that's so great um so one thing I'm kind of curious about and I'm sure it's it's a little obvious but um when people come back to you and they have their finished diamond they have their finished product like you know uh what's what's the response like what 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 do you see I mean I'm sure people are experiencing a whole range of emotions but what, what's that process like for you oh my gosh well so when people get their diamond home uh we actually call it the homecoming um because it's it's this super special day like they have built there's so much anticipation that's been built and like you know seeing every step of the process and it's a long process and like you know so by the time they're coming home it's like there, you know, I mean, I think it's, there's, there's a lot of nerves. Um, you know, I, I feel like I actually can kind of like from watching so many customers, um, on their homecoming day, it's like the, the leading up is like, you're really nervous. You're anxious. You're like, oh my God, what's this Pandora box of emotions that I'm going to be opening when I see their diamond for the first time. Um, and so there's a little bit of like, you know, I don't know, just like anxiety around that. 
And it's just so cool to witness. Like all of our team actually fights over like doing homecomings if they're in Texas <laughs> and we can drive to them and be there. Oh, um, oh how Because it's like watching like just the wash of like, just it, it's a combination of joy, of relief, of like peace and calm and closure. And like there's tears, but they're, they're happy tears. And it's just like, it's just pure joy and when they see their diamond for the first time and then they put it on for the first time and it's like them getting to feel their loved one's energy, you know, and just that like connection. Oh my gosh, it's so special. Like it's it's the coolest it's thing to get to witness. Corey, are you tearing up? Whatever. I'm not emotionless. Come on. Um, <laughs> no, but I, well, I'm, I'm just thinking about, you know, like, uh, so you think about what the trend was with Christmas. We saw on social media, like everyone get, getting like the pictures of their, like someone would paint their deceased family member with them or their grandkids, like the mom and their grandkids and stuff. And everyone's opening their present and crying. But then I think of like the video of the person who's getting married, you know, and the person comes up and has like their child's heart, like from the transplant, you know, and, put the stethoscope on you hear their kids heartbeat and like the cathartic process of all those things and um or you see like you know the the donors surprise the person who you know uh and just like just the emotional you know and uh the value of life i mean i know that people say like we don't value life and i to an extent i might agree but i think that like um just that process and and the the catharticism of of getting that one that that um that reconnected yeah yeah um, the reconnection yeah that was a great just way that that you it. think you lose yeah exactly I think that's right like you know and and this is kind of out of the Baylor research too but what they were finding was like for people you know not only are you afraid when you're gonna die like do I matter it's like you worry about like your loved ones of like you know, you, you're like, they still matter. And I want to find a way to like, keep them, you know, relevant. And so for a lot of people, like having their diamond, it was like that reconnection point. And like, it gave their loved one, you know, kind of what they were finding, it gives them a sense of agency. So it's like, they get to go on our family vacations. They get to be there when, you know, we've, we've had a lot of people do diamonds, like before they get married and be like, my dad couldn't walk me down the aisle. Like this is the next best thing. He gets to be there. Um, and, you know, and it also has been like a crazy, like another kind of interesting, you know, insight has been um, how it it's a conversation vehicle. So I remember like one of my favorite customers, Jackie Sam, she's so nice, so sweet. Um, she lost her daughter, Katie, and uh, she was like 18. Um, and a lot of people really struggled to ever talk about Katie, you know, cause it was so tragic and she was so young. And so that was just really hard for Jackie because Jackie wanted to tell everybody about Katie. And so she had this like gorgeous blue diamond made for her. And it's in this like beautiful antique design because they used to go antiquing together. So she was like, need like a beautiful antique ring and people comment on it all the time. And so it just allows her to talk about Katie in a way that like is comfortable for other people. You know, she's like, well, actually that's my daughter. Like, you know, and she's able to kind of go into it um, she's like, I just get to talk about her a lot more because of that. It's so, so beautiful. Cause it, you know, we had, we had, a, I guess that, that lost a child river, beautiful boy. And oh my gosh, 
Yes. And so, you know, that was something that she talked about was that like people are nervous to speak about him. And she's like, she, and she speaks about him every day. And I feel so grateful. You know, I, you know, I follow her on Instagram and she talks about him every day. And I'm like, I feel like I got to meet him, you know, and it is, it's very, very special. So I love that it is, you know, it's an icebreaker because exactly like what we were talking about earlier, it's trying to make other people more comfortable with your grief, but it's a thing. It's a, it's, it's an, it's absolutely a thing. And that's, you know, it's so true. It's so true. We're all here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I feel that way all the time with Tracy is just like, I feel so fortunate that she's at the center of this business. Like I talk about her every single day, you know, and I've, I've don't take that for granted, you know, there's a reason to talk about her every day. <laughs> I love it so much. Um, so story. <laughs> as, as we start to close up, um, we always ask our guests um, this, this to finish this phrase, to finish the sentence. It can be one word, it can be a lot of words, but how would you finish the sentence grief is? Grief is complex and multifaceted and a teacher. No, that's great. Um, that's so amazing. And, and what you do is so special. And I'm so grateful we got to hang out with you today and talk to you and get to know you and like Yeah, you know, and hear about Tracy from you and, oh, and thank you. Like Absolutely. what a special bond you guys had. It's there is something to be said about having a mentor. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it does become deeper than that it is it's and to you know be able to to really continue that and and share it and pass it on you know you're you're paying it forward it's awesome I mean I I hope I can be a fraction of what Tracy was for me to somebody so absolutely and I I think you're on your way (laughs) for sure (laughs) well thank you guys and thank you for sharing your moms with me that was really nice it's really special it's rare, we, it's, it's rare we get to do that we haven't done that since like the first episodes so, yeah. <laughs> so um but we'll definitely uh you know include a link to return of a on the episode and hopefully we can um get your message out and if people yes. you know this Share something like socials. this resonates with them um you know hopefully they'll contact you and maybe make something pretty you know and oh uh, well thank you and go check out our tiktok that's you know right. what brought us to and you know if you just grab the tissues but also get ready to laugh you know it's a laugh and cry kind of channel so yeah I, yeah I, abs- I honestly I absolutely love it because I, I learned you know I learned so much um, just about the process of, of of what you guys do and it really makes it less scary less you know um, sad it's it's awesome you 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 and your whole team like kudos to you you guys and um, thank, well, thank you so you. much again for being here with us thank you guys thank you for the work you do i love 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 that i love the name of the podcast by the way it's so good um yeah it's all Corey. <laughs> and a lot of brainstorming <laughs> a lot of just like spitting things out like how about this <laughs> all right all right everyone thank you for tuning in we'll talk to you later bye everybody Thank you.